Hello, welcome to another uh, episode of Peers Over Beers. My name is Michael Sandoval. I'm Chris Detzel. Mm, nice to see you, Chris. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Let's <laughs> go here. Hopefully we, everybody heard the clinking of the glass. Oh, they sure did. They sure did. Sure did. Um, so we just finished a podcast around uh, open source uh, content. And I think one of the conversations you had, or one of the thoughts you had, was very interesting around online and offline events with community yeah which is very interesting um so what, what was your question about it because you you said you had a question yeah well i have a lot of questions and well i'll say a lot let's just see what i have um <laughs> one I, I think there's a huge connection between online and offline uh, community mm. and i think that building relationships with people uh is is highly important offline uh but when you can bring those online so for example if you're you're building something like a open source software and and you're offline or you're at some restaurant or some event or whatever and you're coming up with this cool code and you're talking to your peer right Mm -hmm. next to you say hey i'm trying to do these things great and then there's these relationships starting to be being built right Mm -hmm. and then um but then how do you bring those online you know and, and and i think there's it's probably easier to do that because of uh, the relationship that you build face to face. Because I mean, you know that person. Mm. Online is probably purely online. I'm, it can happen, uh, and it does happen, but it's a little harder, you know. I think. Um, and so, what I wonder is the importance of kind of the, the two is. So you mentioned that you at TI built this uh, the bagel board and. Um, Maybe I said it wrong. Beagle board. Oh, the beagle I board. Said bagel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah beagle, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, my bad. Beagle board. Yeah, yeah. Beagle board. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Texas, and yeah. so and it's the community, not the board itself. Board was built by somebody else. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, but then you also uh, had many conversations at night with different people that you were building some stuff and all these things. So it got me to thinking, and and something that I've talked to is I've been to some conferences and I've talked to other community mm-hmm. managers. Is some people really have a job of offline community, which means, you know, you go into restaurants, hanging out, or you're doing some kind of presentation, or you're getting people together somewhere that's not online, right? And and so I'm just wondering, you know, what are, what are some things that you guys did or that you feel like a, a strategy around offline events? How is that uh, important? But then how do we bring it to online? Yeah, so that's a very good, uh, very good question. Um, this is where I get to say it depends on your product, right? Mm. What you're trying to do, right? Um, I think it really makes sense in the software um, arena. Okay. And there are a couple ways you can look at offline events. You can look at, um, well, we'll I, I will put them into three phases. One is uh, trade show events, or mm-hmm. we'll call them event specific uh, events. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, two would be ad hoc events mm-hmm. uh those are things you created as re- as re- as a result of being very specific to something and then the third one would be i would call it like user groups yes right? so those are my three kind of ways you can meld the offline world with the online world so before you decide to go off on mm. those three things mm. i do want to be i want to make sure that you're going to talk about all three of those because more so, I understand exactly what you're talking about in the first two. Yep. But when you say user groups, I want you to, you don't have to do it now, but kind of 
explain what that means and and how you kind of manage that. Yeah, so let's let's talk specifically about user groups. So, I mean, I think a lot of folks know what user groups are, right? So these are individuals uh, within a particular geolog- geographical location, okay, city specific, yep, where uh, individuals who are using your product get together physically to talk about your product, right? And they could be developers who are trying to get to use your product and need to know others who are using it. They want to share ideas. And I have been to user groups that have been very um, um, big. I, 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 uh, uh, this is going back to, you know, when I was working with the Jive product, we had an Austin user group and they met monthly. And it was actually pretty good. I mean, you had. By the way, um, the people that used to use Jive mm. just loved that product. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's no longer around, you know, because uh, Kuros or back, you know, mm. whatever they were called before, Lithium bought them. But just a side note, it, it, it's so funny, but that Jive must have been just the the shit of the, a product, yeah, right? You know what I mean? It's just like. <laughs> well, because they did a pretty good job about stuff like this, yeah. right? So they did a really good job of outreach. And yeah. I think that's kind of very valuable in that regard. So, I mean, they, they spent money, the company was spent money in creating these offline events where they would get the, you know, the power users together. Mm. They would, they would spend it in such that they would say each person or over the time they would say, bring us a use case story or bring us a case study. We could share, somebody would provide drinks and food. Yep. You would meet others in the city who were using the same product. It was a networking event. It actually worked great. I, okay. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, in some way, a lot of other products are the same way. You can have that same type of atmosphere. That's a lot, and it depends on the company's investment, right? You can have that high-level investment, and that takes money, people, resource, yep. person. It's highly expensive to continue to do a lot of those. To go manage that, right? Because somebody has to coordinate that. You have to have... It's hard. Uh, yeah, so that, that requires resource, right? You could have, and like anything, any user group can be dialed up or dialed down, right? So you can have a user group that's just managed by a volunteer. Mm. And they don't have to meet physically. They just have their own form space. They have their own user space, right? And they can communicate intimately between the the members. That's online, though. That's That's online. Yeah, exactly correct. They're all online. So you can create, you know, like every community has the ability to create a a space or so Jive uses spaces, Intelligent uses uh, uh, groups. You can have private groups. You can can do all that kind of stuff. Private group and the higher logic platform and just kind of all all kind of different people in whoever you like. Yep. All kind of same thesis, right? Um, and, And that allows you to have this kind of sense of micro community this is yep. my space right and these are my people you have somebody manage that and then yep got it yeah and, and the finding the right volunteer is the key there right so you want somebody who so complicated okay. <laughs> yeah well, it's complicated <laughs> everything's so god <laughs> complicated so gosh darn complicated <laughs> it's all right <laughs> no it is I, I mean i mean i don't mean to overstate it but i mean it's yeah this is where this is usually when you get into this element of user groups you're in another stage of evolution in your community right so mm, okay you are not in the you're not in the growth uh stage you're in the mature stage right so you've you know you've gone through growth you're in acceleration now you're in the third stage of maturity okay. so when you're in the maturity stage you can do a lot of these activities where 
you can do user groups, right? You can do these offline events type stuff, right? Okay, that makes sense. And again, Tempest product, right? So software lends itself very well to some of these events. Um, and like I said, it depends on how you want to have it. You can have a very high touch environment where you meet once a week and it's coordinated and there's people around with that kind of level of effort. Microsoft does this, the MVP program does this. Mm. Um, and, and they have a whole offline program. Microsoft specifically has a whole offline program just for their MVP program. Uh, it's a quite, quite, quite extravagant. Uh, and it seems it, expensive to me. It is. I mean, but, of course they can afford it, but. Mm, yeah, that's right. It is expensive, but I think for them, again, they're, if I were to use Microsoft as an example, they see those individuals, and I think there was a really unique study that calculated the amount of effort that those engineers had put into their product. Mm. I mean, they calculated the dollar per hour. Yeah. And we're talking millions of dollars, right? So these individuals who are not asking for money, they're they're part of a recognition program, they are doing it for their own, you know, alpha geek status, if you will. Yeah. Right? They get all the accolades from Microsoft. They're given these little badges. And in that effort, they are contributing to millions of dollars of free, I'll call it free, yeah. code to Microsoft. So there is a, there is a tangible effort. So even if it. they're paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, they're getting millions and millions of dollars yep. back. Yep. That's exactly correct. I, it would be interesting to study to see what, what X factor there yeah. is in something like that, right? Um, you know, maybe it is something something that easy. It's a 10x factor, right? For every for every hundred grand that a company is providing for them in revenue, if they if they have a number of individuals who are in the MVP program, that's a million dollars of yeah product, right? I, I don't know, right? So when you were at uh, um, the companies do, doing the open source, did you have a strategy around offline, or was you were you just kind of meeting people just willy nilly, or what, what what was your so it's a good question. So I myself, as a community manager, did not. Okay. Um, so, but there was an offline strategy. So hmm. this was being managed by uh, the gentleman I mentioned earlier, uh, Jason Crittner from TI, who owns the not own. He's the father of the Beagle Board, and he took it upon himself to do these offline events with community managers. So he would, since he himself was the the community guru uh, he was the guy who owned the community he was the guy that he was the face he, people knew yeah, him yeah. when he was at a city he would purposely create an event for those users so they would say hey I'm going to be at this event I would love to meet fellow beagleboard.org users um, I'm going to be at this almost like a meetup and, and this is a mature use, state of a community and doing uh, yes doing these things. Okay. yeah 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 so yes so we we matured quickly on the on BeagleBoard. Quickly, one year, two years? I would say we went through the growth. It took a year to get through the growth spurt. By, yep. by the year, we were in a pretty good okay. spot where we actually had enough um, uh, community individuals that we can actually meet face-to-face. -face. Okay. It's a bit different on the open source side because it's kind of where you're almost using our own time, right? So it, it, right. It, it's a little bit different. So it, it but regardless. So he traveled to these different places and then just kind of, hey, I'm doing these, this event here, so let's meet. Yep, exactly correct. Just like that. So he would post that he was going to be at, uh, you know, 
blah 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 tech industry and this is before blah, blah, like blah. uh you could create an event you know like on so for example yeah, this is before this like, whole event <laughs> management type they, there was not none of that there was just a a discussion post basically is what you're yeah, saying. He would just at that time he was also on Twitter. So Twitter was round, so he would <laughs> he did still. Twitter. I mean he okay. uh, he, he was quite followed. He was uh folks knew where he was gonna be. Okay. And, and so he do you was keep at, up with this guy still or yeah I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 You still know Facebook him? Facebook friends, yeah, exactly great. Okay. I, I'm gonna have to link him in. It's been it's been a while uh, since last time I've talked to him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll link him in. He's a he's a really good guy. He's really cool. So Michael uh, said some good things about you. No, no, he's a, he's, a, he's a cool chap. Um, but he would manage those events himself. But he took it upon himself to do that. So he was the resource. Right? Yeah. So he was the guy who would set it all up. right? So in a sense, I would consider him in that scale middle. right? So if I consider the old Jive way of doing things, yeah. user groups, that would be high touch. I would see the dedicated kind of user uh, open source community person who would say, hey, I'm going to be at this event. Let's kind of mm -hmm. figure out a way we can meet to each other. And there was some sponsorship by the company. So if he wanted to take some folks out for dinner, he would do that. Yeah, he right? So that's that. that's kind of like the mid. And then the low level would be only online, one really good volunteer creating this user group situation. Right? Okay. And using the technology that's built into the platform that allows that to happen. So that you would give that person kind of administrative rights to that mm -hmm. user group, right? Yeah. Um, and there still should, the one thing I think folks with user groups don't know is that they should have metrics around user groups. Um, oh, because great. user groups that don't, <laughs> you don't want a user group to just die and wither, right? Yeah. And you yeah, want to yeah. have very healthy user groups. Uh, I would rather have, if I was in a big company with a software or product or, you know, physical product saying we have three strong user groups in these three cities. Versus like another competitor may have like 20, but they're all pretty shitty. What are some good metrics, Michael? Um, what, what would you want to look at? So it's almost the same thing like with uh, regards to uh, community metrics. It's uh, participation. And I would look at it by number of active participants. Very simple. Um, or just people there. I mean, I would think that people that just show up is good. Yeah, well, again, metric, it depends right? on the strategy, right? So if you're just online only... No, I'm, I'm saying we're talking about offline, right? So yeah, I mean, but remember I mean, the three user group pieces, right? You can have high touch, oh yeah, middle or low. Okay. If you have high touch, yeah, it's about physical presence. That's what we're talking about, right? Yes. Um, but we talked about the fact that you could have user groups, and that user groups can be high touch offline, or they can be online only, right? As a as a factor. All right. Well, that's complicated, but hey, um, if we're looking just offline yep. and I'm, so I know your friend, Jason's name. Oh, Jason Grinder. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he is the one running all that stuff. Yeah. But when you look at now, let's, let's mm. bring it into now. So, yeah. uh, when I'm trying to create an offline thing, your companies are going to want, cause they're going to be paying for like food or whatever. And they're going to, sure. Chris, what? What kind of stuff are you bringing? You know, what, why are you even here? You know, so, you know, it's so the metrics I think I should be looking at maybe, and you tell me what you think, but is um, people that show up one, so they're hearing about different products and things like that, and and you know what else? I mean, are they case studies, or you know, are they? Hey, we're moving those people from offline to 
online, you know, and so 10 of those people are now online and they're actually talking and things like that or whatever, you know, I don't know. Um, does that make sense? It does. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually processing your question. Yeah, so yeah. there's two ways I can look at the metrics, right? One is around user group metrics, which is almost different from like activation metrics. So like, let's just say that there's a value in getting, let's just say that for every customer that comes into your community yep. and participates in a user group, okay, they become two times more loyal. Let's just throw that as a potential data point that you've discovered. Okay. Right? So therefore, there should be a metric in the company to say, let's get this customer into a user group because data shows that by putting them in a user group, they become two times more loyal. Hmm. Right? Is that true? No, no, no. I'm throwing that out there. Oh, I don't okay. know if it's true or not. <laughs> I, 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 although it'd be very interesting if others have such such data, yeah. right? Because I do think that the more you participate in the brand, like physically in the brand, the more loyal you are to a customer. And this is this is hindering back to like a nineteen, like a two thousand and three study from McKinsey. That I thought you could say like nineteen twenties, but no, no, I thought it was nineteen twenties. I think more like two thousand three. I think McKinsey did the study around this idea of brand activation, where an active, the more you participate in the brand, the more yep. loyal you are to the brand. And this is where some of these interactive stuff becomes more valuable because that's a really interactive piece, right? So uh, it, let's just say that's a true data point. Okay. I'm totally making that shit up. <laughs> then then there should be a data, there should be some metrics around the activation of customer through time, right? So new customer acqu uh, acquisitioned or acquired, hmm. time it takes to get to the community, time it takes them to get to a user group, right? And then the next step is, once they're in the user group, how long is it before they participate? Okay. That kind of easy funnel. But that being said, I, mean, I, I think you can look at, depending on the type of user group, going back to this high, mid, and low, you can have different users. So going back to your original question, which is, what if I have a physical event? Yeah. Right? I think definitely number of people who showed up okay. should definitely be Finally. part of that. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Check mark. Check. <laughs> but I, I, I even think like the diversity of those people who show up, right? Mm. So let's just say you have. Who are they? Yeah. Well, I mean, let's just say you have a, let's just say a hundred people are in the user group. Okay. But 10 are the only ones that are active, but five only show up physically, right? Are they that the same? pretty good. Oh yeah. I'm just throwing that out. There's a yeah, possibility. Yeah. Are they the same five over and over again? Hmm. Is there an ability for you to grow that presence number over time? Yeah. And did the makeup of those five or, you know, include others in the group? Yeah. And there's ways to kind of metric um, that piece. Okay. It gets a little in the weeds, yeah. if you will. Um, but I think the importance of having a user group, let's just kind of pull up a little bit, yeah. is very important in the offline strategy of community if that helps right? that's fair and I think there's ways to kind of metric the value in or at least the 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 participation piece and I feel there's really good data I feel I haven't looked for it personally there's good industry data around individuals who physically either show up or participate in user groups have a 
reciprocal buying power or come back to the brand at some rate of dollar or at least at a minimum reduce churn in some way yeah that can be valueized or evaluated in some way in a in an ROI model okay I feel quite confident that can be done so I think metrics are highly important because yeah. people or uh, businesses really think that's important uh, yeah. it is so what what are some things I don't I don't know how much time we have on this podcast but we'll have to come to the end but go ahead. So, so last question, I guess, yep. is um, when you look at getting these user groups together offline at an event, um, whether it's a steakhouse or um, doesn't matter, but do you have a main speaker there or, you know, what kind of things mm. do you talk about? What, what's the point of it? If it's from a brand, you know, like if it's a brand kind of offline event, do you have a main, because my thought would be, I'd find somebody really smart about this thing and then mm. I would have them talk. But if we're talking about developer stuff, you know, or I'm not sure that this is the case. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. So I'm going to go back to a uh, one of your old employers, Forrester. <laughs> yeah. You know, they've, they're the ones that kind of came up with the, the five basic... Uh, uh, categories of of uh, community, right? Uh, so you have supportive, uh, uh, inspirational. Oh, God, I'm going to be quizzed on this. I can't remember the other three. Oh, one is uh, talking. One is receiving. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm kind of... Are you making shit up? No, no, no. I, <laughs> I know this sounds like I'm making shit up, but no, no, no. This, it's, 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 on, it's from the Groundswell book. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Burnoff uh, stuff, Josh. right? Josh Burnoff, right, right. Yeah. Um, so he's a I character, by the way. <laughs> yes, he is a character. I've met him. <laughs> um, uh, I think if if your community falls in one of those things, what you focus on is those things. So, for example, if mm. you're in a supportive type of community, okay. right? So that you're using the product and you want support, um, then you should spend time in that effort, right? So. Mm. I'll go back to Jive as an example because that's one I was sure. personally res personally participating in. Uh, they were being inspirational, right? They were trying to get you to be excited about the product. Yeah. So they created offline events that were inspirational in nature. So they wanted to showcase the times in which other people got or had success in using the product. So they would focus on those as a uh, part of their discussion. This is like case study. Case study case about study. how they solved this, what they did. Yeah, okay. exactly correct. So there was that piece. They also would spend some time on sharing information. So that, 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 that was part of it. If I was, say, for example, in a security software company, yep. let's throw it out there, um, uh, I would focus it on, so this is this idea of supportive, right? How can you yep. help those engineers become more successful in using your product. Yes. So that they don't have to think about, so they don't have to come to a problem, you prevent the problem. Yeah. So this could be something like roadmaps that are coming up on the product. Mm. They have privileged information before others. They have um, access to, hey, your favorite software engineer who's developed this one product is gonna be at this, at this place, come meet him face to face. Um, product manager, or product manager, product developer, exactly correct. Uh, this is the people. time where you can ask some of the why doesn't this product do this thing, right? So you know what that makes me them. think of, Michael, is 
I really need to build relationships with product developers and product marketers. <laughs> yes, I, product I do. Managers, sorry, yep. uh, and get them to go to different things or let let me know when they're at different things so I can communicate that out to my customers. I think so, and I think I think if you allow them time in their schedule to say, "Hey, I'm going to send a couple of community members your yeah. way," I think you'll find out that, oh my god, I had some time from the busy schedule of some of these developers who are out there selling product to talk about my shit, my problems. Yeah. Um, and I had that access because I was participating in the community. I love and this. I think that creates a value add story that you can kind of push. Michael, this has been extremely exciting podcast. No, oh, well, thank um, you. <laughs> I really appreciate the, uh, the expertise that you bring and, 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 uh, this is really cool for me. I mean, because it helps just this last piece really helped me <laughs> think about the offline piece, right? You know, because I, I believe uh, with all my heart and I've, I've thought this for a long time is that there's a huge opportunity to bring offline community mem- uh, people yep. into this online environment and to participate more. And I believe that they'll participate a lot more, you know, if you start building relationships with them, Face to face, and I'm not necessarily saying it has to be community manager's job to go to every single event, uh, but maybe at first, uh, somebody said this, and maybe we'll we'll end with this. But it's Chris in the beginning. You do all the things that seem impossible as a community manager, right? Uh, whether it's contacting members, whether it's going to offline events, whether mm. it's doing whatever it takes in the beginning mm. to to find those. Um, super users to find those people that want to be engaged mm. and involved. And so that's what that, you, you've got me very excited about um, this offline piece and, yeah. and just uh, describing kind of this yep. strategy that, that you mentioned. And so, um, so thank you for that. That's oh, really cool. Any, anytime. I hope others have the same uh, kind of uh, enlightenment. Yeah, you. I hope so. So well, with that, uh, thank you very much for, listening. This is Michael Sandoval. This is Chris Detzel. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.